Welcome back, everybody, to Merc with a Movie Blog. I am Josh the Merc Rainer here with uh, a new movie review, something I haven't done in a while, so I wanted to get back to that. And I am here to talk about the new Sony Marvel film, Morbius. That's right. Uh, the, the new Morbius film has come out. Not too very good reviews from most, uh, but I'm going to tell you this right off the bat. I actually dug it a bit. So uh, my review, it's not going to be as bad as everybody else's. So if you're not looking for a negative review, or if you're looking for a negative review, I should say, then this may not be for you. But if you're looking for something a little bit on the more positive side, then strap in because we're about to talk a little bit of Morbius. And just so you know, I am going to be talking spoilers. This is going to be a, a spoiler-filled review. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to hold back. So if you're if you're not looking for any spoilers, I suggest going to see the film first. But if you've seen it or you don't care about spoilers, then you know let's do this thing because I, I I'm I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, so this movie was directed by Daniel Espinoza and stars Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Adria Arona, uh, Jared Harris, Ale Madrigal, and Tyrese Gibson. Uh, so uh, the way I want to talk about this film a little bit, I'm going to talk about the stuff I like, talk about the stuff I don't like, uh, kind of separate it a little bit. So, uh, to, honestly, there is quite a bit of stuff that I enjoyed, uh, in this film. Um, I really liked Jared Leto's performance in this. Uh, I know some people are kind of iffy on him in general, like, uh, he's kind of a weird guy. You know, uh, in his, you know, off, you know, when he's, you know, kind of in his method acting and stuff like that. And uh, so I understand it kind of puts people off, but, you know, I, that I don't I don't really care about. You know, uh, I, I can I'm able to separate the art from the artist and can judge him on what he's done in the film. Um, and I really like what I what I saw from him uh, starting off with him in a you know, very frail state. Uh, you know, right at the beginning, we get that scene that you get in the trailer where he's at the cave of bats and, he, and they all come rushing out at him. Um, I honestly, I thought that was going to be much late, you know, kind of midway through the film or something. Um, that was another thing is that, you know, this movie, it, it moved. Um, and I'm going to say this right now that it's a positive and a negative for me, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. Uh, I did like that we weren't completely bogged down. You know, it was, I think it was like an hour and 45 or something like that. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't too incredibly long, um, which, you know, can, can be good, you know, especially like, I don't mind long films. I loved the Batman, you know, I loved, you know, things like infinity war and Endgame and stuff like that. I, I love those films. Um, and so like, it doesn't it doesn't bother me when something is long as long as it's good uh sometimes you get a long film that just drags and you just don't want to be there you're checking your you know the time you know every 20 minutes you're like well is this movie over yet i didn't feel that way at all i didn't feel like anything dragged so that that's the positive side i think when it comes to the runtime but anyways uh, back into uh we had like i said we had that scene with the bats um I, th I really, like I said, I really thought we were going to get a more linear story, which is, f it's fine that we kind of go there first. Um, but then we jump back 
into uh, when Morbius was a kid and he meets, uh, you know, he's, he's in this hospital for, for sick kids and he meets this other kid, uh, Lucian, who he calls Milo um, because he, the way the scene kind of plays out, um, essentially what he does is he, he doesn't bother to learn people's names because they're, they're always good. He's, he's there and they come and go. So he just calls everybody who kind of like who shares a room with him Milo. I, I feel like it's probably it's never really specifically stated in the movie, but uh, the way I interpreted it was that he just he doesn't want to get close to people, and so he just calls them Milo. He doesn't care, uh, but he grows to to care for for this Milo for Lucian. Um, or Lucius, uh, I don't remember exactly if it was Lucian or Lucius, but it's Matt winds up being Matt Smith's character later on. Uh, and you know, they they grow up and they have, I think, a really good chemistry together. Uh, Leto and Smith, um, when we first see them together as adults, I could, I believe that they're longtime friends, uh, you know, maybe you know they don't necessarily see each other all the time or, you know, live the exact same lifestyle or anything, but they're, you can tell, you know what I mean? They, they really give off that sense of that, that closeness, um, that, that tight knit closeness of people who've been through a lot. Um, I, you know, I, I know that I have, you know, friends like that, uh, one in particular who I'm very close to who you've seen on, on here before, if you've watched uh, some of the like trailer reactions and things, uh, as well as one of the other shows that I do. And so I, it, it felt believable to, to me. I know that there are some people out there who didn't buy their, their chemistry together, but that wasn't me. Um, I, I really, I really dug what I got from them. Um, and then we got, you know, his transformation, which it happened pretty quick. Like we, we got right into, into things, you know, um, we didn't spend a lot of time with sickly Dr. Morbius, which I, I'm so used to watching Marvel films that take time. They kind of milk out the, the, the kind of opening and the origin of things that are going to happen. Um, that's why a lot of these films are over two hours long. This one being a shorter one like that, you know, you kind of had to move things along and I think at times it worked and at times it was a detriment. Um, not having the space to kind of kind of let things move at their own pace. Um, but like I said, we get the we get the transformation scene on the boat. We saw a lot of that in the trailer. I think they even released the majority of that clip um, prior to to release. And it's just as cool as the first time I saw it on the Internet. <laughs> Um, I went and saw this in uh, RPX, so it was on the big giant screen, and so the effects, the I, I don't know, I heard somebody else call them smoke effects, I guess, when he's uh, speeding around from from guy to guy on the ship, and uh, I gotta say, I really liked those effects. It was very to me, it was very reminiscent of um, Nightcrawler from X Two where he's poofing around or, or bamfing around. And uh, it, like I said, it, it really, it really felt reminiscent to that, which was cool. Um, obviously he, he's not like t teleporting, 
but uh, is that that quickness from going from place to place. And I don't think because I, I heard some people saying they were confused about um, that. And then there's there is some uh, another power that he has these uh, the echolocation uh, where they kind of use that smoke effect again in a different way to kind of almost like blast outward um, into the world. And, and so he can use that echolocation. Um, and I heard some people saying that uh, they were confused by this because it's like, okay, is this what he is seeing? Is this, uh, do other, do, do any, does anybody else see this? And honestly, I don't even think people see the smoke effect when he's going fast. I think that's more, that's really just for us. I, I mean, it's possible, I guess, that they see that. But I think that's just for us. And with the echolocation, it's 100% just for us. It's just like um, when I was thinking about it, I was comparing this to Daredevil. It's just like that. Like, that's, maybe he sees it that way. It's very possible. But nobody else does. Um, it's more for the audience to kind of get a visual of what's happening in his head. You know, of what he's experiencing. Um, and so I, I personally thought it was really cool. I thought the ear thing was neat because it, you know, it, and some people were comparing, like saying that they were the same thing. I don't think that's really what it is. I think it's a little bit of, they're a little bit of two different things. You know, there's the echolocation, but then there's hearing. I think he also has super hearing. Um, I don't think they're specifically connected as the exact same thing. Um, because like, you know, hearing and echolocation are two different things. Um, and so I, he's just got two different powers, which is fine. You know, lots of people have different powers. And so like, like Daredevil has heightened hearing as well as like, a kind of almost an echolocation type of ability as well. Um, it's not quite the same, obviously, uh, but it's similar to that. It's you know the vibrations through through the, the through the air and everything, and, and and he can sense all of that. Um, and so that it was to me, it was very comparable to that, uh, which is why I never, I didn't have any sort of problem with it. Um, I really liked Matt Smith uh, in in this role as as Milo. I thought he gave a real quirkiness. Uh, which I dug. I know some people don't didn't like that. You know, he has this like this weird this little dancing scene. I thought it was fun. You know, it gave a little bit of levity, but it, I didn't think it was too ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's just it shows his personality. You know, he's this more free spirited kind of guy. He's he seems more uh, at least outwardly optimistic. You know, um, extroverted, and whereas Morbius uh, seems a bit more introverted. You know. Uh, I know that, like, <laughs> from experience, like, my best friend is very much outgoing and extroverted, whereas I am much more introverted. So uh, that really connected to me, um, seeing the, you know, these two characters and, and the way their personalities kind of form. And then uh, one of the other things uh, that I really liked was, uh, I'm going to say, parts of the score. Um I don't think the score overall was super memorable. Nothing. I don't think anything was bad about the score. Um, but overall, it wasn't the most memorable. But there were parts of it 
that really stood out to me and and just kind of gave almost a like a like a haunting kind of vibe um and, and it was real kind of creepy at times and i really dug those moments uh where uh the, the score kind of really accentuated what was going on in in the film um i wish it had had more oomph throughout uh but unfortunately that is not <laughs> that is not the case um some of the stuff i didn't care for uh i thought the pacing was was off uh i felt like it was a bit rushed um like it needed it needed to breathe a bit more things happened real fast and uh, i wish that we had a little bit more time to breathe with stuff um maybe it would have allowed things to feel a little bit more fluid i guess um the the female doctor uh martine martine bancroft uh i think i liked her character i thought she you know she was was a was a great character um and i think that she, the the actress played it very well but i think that the relationship between her and dr morbius felt again like i said the, the whole pacing of it felt rushed um it didn't i feel like i needed more time with them to develop the relationship that gets to where it winds up getting you know what i mean so at the beginning they just feel like co-workers who might have a little bit of sexual tension um and then it just kind of flips I, I wish that we had gotten a little bit more that could have kind of eased us into that. Uh, even if you know, add you know 15 minutes and you just kind of work some stuff, I feel like even making this just a straight two hours, I think would have benefited it. Uh, if they, you know, giving them a little bit more time to kind of work in a little bit more pacing and, and, and stuff like that throughout the film, I think it would have been better. Um, the two cops played by El Madrigal and Tyrese Gibson. I mean, I didn't really care for them, to be totally honest with you. Um, I thought El, El was uh, was really good. I, I thought he was funny. Um, he, there were a few things where it was like, okay, like when he shakes the cat litter box and things like that. Um, I, I get what they're going for. Uh, as somebody who has owned a cat in, in the past, you know, uh, cats respond to noises and things like, uh, for instance, my cat, I used to be able to take like an empty water bottle and crinkle it and he'd come running. So like, I get it. I get what they're going for, shaking the litter box, making a noise, but like a cat isn't going to be like, Oh, my litter box. Like if it was food, that would be a hundred percent different. If it was a food bowl and he shook the food bowl, I could understand that way, way more. And it would have made that scene. I would have no problem with it at all. Be totally honest with you. Um, and again, Tyrese, like he was fine, but I feel like he didn't really give me much. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I was like, okay, like there was stuff in the trailer where he has like this bionic arm, and I don't even honestly, I, I don't even remember if they even show it in the movie. Um, the, the scene that's in the trailer is definitely, uh, not there, but I don't, at least I'm pretty sure. Um, 
but I don't even remember actually seeing the bionic arm. They reference the fact that he got his arm blew off in, uh, I think Afghanistan, I think he said. And it was, it was Morbius, Dr. Morbius's synthetic blood that saved his life. And so like, I'm glad that they did that, but yeah, they, they cut stuff. That was another thing. They cut a lot of stuff. Um, out that we saw in the trailer so like that the the the, the bionic arm um the spider-man murderer m- mural painted on the wall uh scenes with michael keaton's vulture uh were cut the one where he's like what's up doc you know we should talk or whatever he says um like that was all cut uh and my assumption is that because this film i'm pretty sure was in production before no way home uh, yeah before no way home even started production and so where they were planning to go with this movie i'm not a hundred percent sure but it seems fairly obvious that they because of you know covid and everything and getting pushed and all this stuff um they decided to take certain things out so that it made more sense in comparison to everything else that has happened. Because with like the post credit scenes, it ties into what the events of no way home. And so that's, you know, if, if he was in the movie prior to us seeing that it would be confusing. It'd be like, well, how is he there? You know, or is he just a variant? You know what I mean? Because, but as we see in the post credit scene, um, he just comes in because of, of the way that Dr. Strange fucks up that spell. And that's fine. You know, I didn't mind that though. I did. I wasn't a big fan of like his reaction to it all. You know, he, he's in prison, you know, Adrian Toomes is in prison and you know, the whole, the spell happens and he winds up being, you know, sent to this other universe, which I, I can, I can buy that because I've been saying from the get that I thought that Dr. Strange bungled that, that spell and it it was going to screw things up. And we know that the stuff that he did is leading to uh, multiverse of madness. So obviously he messed some stuff up. And so it, it, I buy uh, this being a thing that could happen. So he winds up, in prison in in this world in the this this venom verse so to speak and he doesn't seem all that shocked he kind of looks in the mirror and it almost looks like he he's like he looks different to himself which i thought was weird because it's like i'm pretty sure we're not body switching here because the cell that he was in first off was empty and so it's not like he body swapped into the Adrian tombs of that universe. Um, and so that was weird to me. Maybe he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm alive. Oh, you know, whatever just happened to me. Didn't kill me. You know, I don't know. But then like, he didn't seem all that weirded out. Like he's, he's gone. He's, he's not where he was before. He doesn't know how. And the first thing that he he says is like, hope the, the food is better here or something like that. And it's like, he in in homecoming spider-man homecoming he's portrayed as a loving father and husband and yet 
he doesn't seem to care that well maybe he he'll never i don't know and maybe he just doesn't understand yet that he was he's literally in a different universe uh and they are gone i don't know but he doesn't seem all that weirded out by the fact that he's now somewhere completely different like that it's like okay and then we get a second one where he he's you know because he gets out um you know because suddenly there's this random dude in prison that wasn't there before so he winds up getting out of prison and somehow remakes the vulture costume you know he gets back to it and he makes the vulture costume um and he finds dr morbius and uh essentially kind of they're hinting at starting the sinister six to go after spider-man um, now, is there a Spider-Man in this universe? I don't know, to be totally honest with you. Um, the rumor is that this is going to wind up being part of the uh, Tobey Maguire, or not Tobey Maguire, sorry, the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man universe, which I could dig. I think that that would be kind of cool. Uh, I'd love to, to see Andrew Garfield get uh, uh, you know another crack at doing uh, Spider-Man. Um, after you know what we got to see in No Way Home, uh, and having the, this Venom version, you know, Venom and Morbius, and some of the other ones that we're going to wind up getting, McMadam Web and stuff like that, uh, possibly Black Cat. I actually would love to see that be a thing, um, but we'll have to wait and see. And maybe that's another you know reason why they wound up taking out like the the Spider Man murderer thing because like that was specifically linked to. The Tom Holland one, um, at least, like, that's what they were making us feel like because we had just kind of seen uh, Far From Home and we saw what happened there. And that's that was like a direct reference to the events of that. And so it, I, I, part of me is glad that they took some of that stuff out. But part of me is like they kind of just kind of muddled a bunch of stuff together. Um, and the... The other thing I want to talk about is that final battle. Um, overall, I didn't mind it. Um, I thought it could have been better. Again, I think having a little bit extra time to really flesh stuff out may have worked to their benefit uh, here because it felt kind of rushed. Um, and like the way Morbius is able to stop Milo felt kind of rushed. Uh, as well, and what exactly happened with Martine, I'm not 100% sure. Um, we know that Morbius gave himself the, the treatment to turn him, but then he brought back two vials. One Milo took. We know that because he used it and turned into uh, a vampire himself. And, but we never saw the, the third, like that other vial ever again. And at the end of the movie, Martine wakes up as a creature. And so as a vampire. And so what I want to know is, did Milo somehow turn her, like, did he take both vials and then wound up giving it to her? right before he, Morbius found it, found her. And so after the fact, she winds up turning or 
because Morbius drains her and or whatever, was it was she turned? I don't I don't know. That's the thing. It's like we don't actually know what the hell's going on there, and it's confusing. It's just like what, how? Give me some explanation. Um, even some lines of dialogue about what could happen. Uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, seeing that that Milo had both vials. Who knows? And any of that kind of stuff would have been helpful. I think. Um, to make it a little bit more clear as to what exactly happened there. Um, I don't know if we'll actually get a, another one. The movie's making a lot of money. I'll say that. Uh, it surprisingly made a, a decent amount of money uh, its opening weekend. And so I think there is a, a good possibility that we'll get another one. Um, will we get to see like him and Venom together? Maybe. We'll, we'll see more more uh villains you know so like i said you know i think they're hinting at forming the sinister six you've got morbius you've got uh vulture most likely will be venom then as well because it's in that universe i think we're gonna get craven because i think i'm pretty sure that is a movie that's coming as well um i wouldn't be surprised if it's then also madam webb and they may they hinted they gave us a little easter egg I was trying to read some of the top article lines on the Daily Bugle anytime they showed it, and I was only able to catch one, and it mentioned uh, the chameleon. Uh, I think the chameleon like escaped. And so maybe we'll get to see the chameleon in the next movie or in a, a, just a different movie in that universe. Uh, so maybe, maybe that'll be the six for the Sinister Six. You know, it's a very strange version. Of the Sinister Six. Um, definitely not a core version that we've seen in the comics and stuff. Uh, but the Sinister Six has changed many times uh, throughout history in the comics. So, you know, I can buy into that. So, uh, you know, Morbius, Venom, uh, Vulture, probably Craven, maybe Madam Web, maybe Chameleon. That could be an interesting uh, Sinister Six. Uh, no matter what, uh, I, I liked the movie overall. Um, I would I would probably watch it again, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate really anything out of it. Um, I think like I said, I think it could have been better. Uh, but for me, honestly, I think I would give this a solid 6.5 out of 10. You know, it's not, it's not great, but it's also not trash. It's, it's above middle ground for me. Um, and again, I would watch it, you know, could, could have used a little work and hopefully they'll learn from this one when they go to, you know, possibly make the next one. Uh, they'll learn from their mistakes and, and do something a bit better. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. And hopefully it doesn't go like, I really, I dug both Venom movies. Um, there are things about the second one that are Definitely worse than the first one, but there are also things about it that are, I thought were better. So you know, it kind of it kind of balances itself out. I guess uh, I think to me, I honestly thought that both Venom movies were kind of on par with with one another. Um, again, you know, not the greatest films, but you know, not you know terrible in any in any way, in my opinion. Um, but hopefully, like I said, that they learn from it and, uh, 
and, and we'll see because I really want this this new Sony uh, Spider Verse to or Venom Verse, whatever you want to call. It. I know that there's a like a weird name for it. And I don't honestly remember what it is, um, but hopefully they're able to make something good out of it. You know, I don't. I I worry that they're just going to make a bunch of like. 90s level kind of like B and C rated movies which can be fun but aren't gonna I feel like won't be sustainable for a large universe of multiple films I just I don't find that being sustainable we'll see hopefully they can get better um but I don't know I guess we'll find out but uh thank you for uh watching this review like I said it's been a while since I've done one um and uh hopefully you guys liked it my plan is to do more of these uh, i really want to get back into it and, and give you guys some more content so thank you again uh be sure to follow me on twitter at movie blog merc if you're uh, watching this on youtube please be sure to hit that like button smash that subscribe button and click that little bell uh if you want to hear uh hear me talk about more stuff and see me uh post new videos so you'll get a notification if you click that little bell um if you are on listening on the podcast, uh, you can head over to anchor.fm slash movie blog Merck. You can leave me a voice message over there, um, which I would absolutely love to hear from you guys. Hear all your thoughts uh, about the movie, positive or negative. Love to hear your thoughts. Um, and uh, maybe uh, you'll even get on uh, one, one of the, you know, an episode or a future review or something. Um, if you've got suggestions of things you'd like for me to review, let me know. Um, also, if you uh, are listening on the like, Apple or Spotify, please hit me up with, with a five-star review if you like what you're hearing. Uh, that really helps to boost the algorithm, get me seen by, by more people, um, which would be fantastic. I would really love that kind of support. You know, That's the kind of support that I, that I love. Um, reviews, hitting the like button, subscribing to my channel, stuff like that. Uh, it means the world to me. You know, I know it's it's little, even if you click subscribe and never watch a video, it means something to me that you took the time to uh, to do that. So thank you again. Uh, and again, hit me up on Twitter at MovieBlogMerc. And uh, as always, guys, keep watching movies. <laughs>